Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... This episode of the Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by TeachingBooks.net. Teaching Books strives to personalize each reader's connections to children's and young adult books. As a teacher and librarian, I find this website indispensable. Discover thousands of resources that bring books and reading to life. Sign up for free today at TeachingBooks.net. So how's life been? Oh, gosh. Uh, life has been, uh, well, I guess I think I, like everyone else, just seeing where life is headed um, for the next couple of months or years, I guess. So that's, that's been fun. Welcome. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 649. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. I'm glad you're here. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner. If you want to support the show today, I'm joined by Michelle Meadows and Ebony Glenn, author and illustrator of Flying High, the story of gymnastics champion Simone Biles. Michelle's skill at crafting detailed and engaging biographies for the very young in rhythmic, rhyming text is perfectly paired with Ebony's caring touch and bringing important individuals in their lives to life on the page. Michelle talks in our conversation about the music of language and how Simone Biles was, as Michelle puts it, an individual whom you could not help but look at as she took to the mats. Simone's is a story of family love, facing obstacles, and facing hardships. There's much for young readers to draw inspiration from, and Flying High makes that information readily accessible and inviting to return to over and over Please welcome my guests, Michelle Meadows and Ebony Glenn, author and illustrator of Flying High, the story of gymnastics champion Simone Biles. So I'm Michelle Meadows. My pronouns are she, her, hers. I write picture books. I love to tell stories, and I'm very interested in the music of language, so I enjoy writing stories in rhyme. Common themes in my work are family, community, and compassion, and I'm happy to be with you both today. All right, and Emily, whenever you're ready. Okay, mine won't be as thorough. (laughs) 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 Okay. My name's Ebony Glenn, and I am a children's book illustrator who loves to tell stories with my artwork. That's, I'm going to keep it that simple that's if that's perfect. okay. I love it, if that's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, 
I love it. Well, thank you both mm-hmm. for being here. Thank you already that I feel like my cheeks are sore from the giggles <laughs> we've shared off recording and now on. Um, that's so wonderful. I'm really grateful for a time that we get to spend together uh, in this conversation and what I feel like will inevitably be in the future as well. Ebony, when she was on a, a couple years ago for Mommy's Kamar, I remember saying to you, Ebony, like, the doors open anytime. I'm going to reach out to you. And <laughs> uh, I mean, how do you not? How do you not? Ebony, can you and I have a moment just to like love on Michelle? Because how do you not? With this picture book, <laughs> Flying High, the story of gymnastics champion Simone Biles, how do you not love on this book, right? Yes. I You, you can't. I'm super excited when it's released because I think people are going to fall in love with it the same way people fall in love with Brave Ballerina. And I'm, yeah, I'm super, super stoked. And I'm so happy I had the opportunity to illustrate it because Mom Biles is amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yes. Amazing. I, I would love to know, Michelle, what what brings you to illuminating these these lives of, of individuals for your readers? Because we're going to get into your book. We're going to get into how you so beautifully can use a few words so precisely and with beautiful rhythm and rhyme to bring the full breadth of a, of a person's experience walking through life mm-hmm. to our readers. That's amazing. But, but, but why, what's your drive behind it? Yeah, I think in, in the case of flying high, I feel like to write a picture book biography, you have to be pretty much obsessed with the person, <laughs> you know, you have to have a really deep interest in that person. And that's how it was for me. With both Janet Collins, with Brave Ballerina, and also with Simone Biles for for Flying High. So in, in the case of Simone Biles, I was paying close attention during the 2016 Olympics. And, and I'm sure you all agree. I just think she has that um, magnetic quality, you know. She's so amazing. And you want to watch her. You want to root for her. And so I was thinking about those Olympics. And then... I also came across a photo of Simone Biles holding this little girl in her arms, like a little fan and Mm. and the little, and I have no idea who the little girl is. And I saved the picture, but the little girl is probably around four years old. And so I just really started thinking about how, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't it be great if there were a picture book written for very young readers that could explain this, this story, which can be quite complex, but you know, what if I could explain it in this very accessible way for young readers? But it really started with kind of that obsession with Simone Biles and wanting to learn about, you know, what makes a champion and what were those factors that influenced her success. And so that's what pulled me into it. I love that you're pulled in by obsession. <laughs> Yeah. Ebony, to connect with you I, I and the the art that you've done so beautifully in this book that that's so frenetic, so um, movement oriented and feels a lot like uh, like capturing a moment in time right before Simone pops out of your illustration. I wonder <laughs> how how much you had to be obsessed with form and studying this amazing gymnast in order to to capture that movement on this page i went about it in a similar way with brave ballerina because yeah. when i be, there 
uh, I wanted to capture what I thought was their essence or what made them them and so so great at what they do I wanted to to me Simone is such a you can't help but not look at her you can't help she's magnetic as you said and I wanted to uh, create that same uh, magnetic look in her in this book mm. and so and she's so I hope this is okay if she's if I say this better she's so bubbly if you just look at her pictures and you get a vibe for her personality she seems mm-hmm. like such a friendly an open person and just somebody who we just want to be friends with. And I also wanted to um, include that in this book. So what I did, I, I did, I spent lots of time just obsessing and stalking her a bit <laughs> to mm-hmm. try to get a vibe for who she is and how I can best emulate her um, in this book. And I, it's, it's uh, to me, it's different than babe ballerina because when I'm I was doing the same thing with Janet Collins trying to get a a, a a vibe for who she was she seemed like a different person obviously but more um reserved that's what I found about her very poised mm-hmm. uh just very elegant and so I tried to emulate that with the colors and with the movement and with and just just graceful too and that's what I try to capture with um with Brave Ballerina and with Flying High and Simone Biles, she's, in my opinion, powerful, you know? Mm-hmm. And she uh, she has grace also, but she has this, like, I don't know, I don't know if spunk is the word I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's So cool. I, that's what I was trying to go for. Yeah. You did it, Ebony. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> it came through. So. Yeah. You did hey. it, too, in the way that you have literally every eye follows her on on the spreads where there are where there's someone that can look at her they do and i think that that is really powerful and it also causes us the reader to follow her to track her and so those very few moments where she's not smiling and i remember that too you both have brought that up but i remember watching simone uh, perform her her routines and how she does hold that smile and so to see uh, disappointment when she came uh, from from um, so close to, to being on the team that 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 14th spot or when waiting for the the judges score to come in or whatever those those moments of, of hesitation or or being unsure of well, I guess the moments of waiting for someone else's approval is oh. where I'm feeling that that universal feeling. You really let us sit with it, Ebony. And I think that that, that is what tension you both hold in this book that keeps so few words on the page and still it makes it hard to turn the page. We want to sit with the moment. And that's really powerful to command the reader that way. Thank you. I, um, I mean, uh, the audience, the listeners here are just going to hear me like flipping through this book the entire time. I can hear myself <laughs> flipping through the pages the entire time. But I want, um, <laughs> Michelle, I want to come back to your text and I, I want to ask if I could, uh, read an excerpt of the text to give folks a sense of the book. And I also wanted to talk about you crafting. Would it be okay if I read some to you? Absolutely. Sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I want to um, 
Let me go from here. Uh, I'll read. This is just about halfway through the book. It reads, From vault to bars, on floor and beam, she sets her sights on the national team. She comes so close in the 14th slot, missing the team by only one spot. Crushed by defeat, she loses her spark. What will it take to rise from the dark? Uplifted by love, pulled into the light, Simone rediscovers the magic of flight. I'm going to stop there because you... You did a beautiful job. Oh, thank you. I've had practice. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We have read... Oh, Ebony, I should say straight up too. We've not only read this... um, many, many times uh, at bedtime um, because I have a five-year-old who maybe because of this book, maybe I can be so bold as to say that she does dance and reading this book over and over, she has asked us if, quote, when COVID's done, can she do gymnastics? (laughs) There is one spread, Ebony, and I'm willing to put money down that Michelle also like is hung up on this spread you've got this spread this like action spread of simone doing her signature move that that like two double backflip thing yeah over the spread (laughs) and i am gonna tell you that my daughter like she she studies that page it is something wild it is literally watching like slow motion playback of 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 a performance it's amazing that 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 (laughs) page holds her like that i I, i'd almost bet that she comes back to this book just in part to find that spread again it's just awesome thank you that i'm so happy to hear that um yeah this was this spread that uh, that spread was a a challenge (laughs) for obvious (laughs) reasons to try to make sure i got the exact moments but it's one of my favorites too and um i wanted to capture that that's her signature move. That's, that's her signature her special, move. Yeah, that's yeah. her. What she she made that, <laughs> and so yet yeah, uh, I felt like I had to definitely put a lot of I had to give a lot of effort to this particular one because I know kids are going to look at this and probably want to do it one day as well. So that that makes me happy to hear. Oh, I would yeah. say that my I, I keep deliberately withholding her name but i do nickname her squish so i will say that squish (laughs) loves also when she does her quote-unquote workouts she loves doing the stretches that simone does on the previous two pages to that that spread so it's fun to be or not i guess the one page is that the one there's a page where where the girls are like lifting each leg just doing a leg stretch but the one also that's like an early on one where she's like stretching her legs over her head that's, I guess, in the very beginning of the book. <laughs> My girl does that <laughs> all the time. And in part, I'm positive it's because of this book, which is adorable. But let me let me back to to where um, I was leading us into this text to, to talk to you, Michelle, about mm-hmm. what about what it meant to you to arrive on on that format of of rhyming meter yes. text in the first place. Okay, yeah. So, and what happens to me is I, I, when I am very interested in a topic and I start researching it, sometimes, it doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes the rhymes really come to me, you know. And so with this book, um, I had been researching Simone's life for several months and then 
one night I had these words come to me, which was the tip top trampoline spread. So there's um, a spread toward the beginning that says tip top trampoline jump toward the sky. One little girl wants to fly, fly, fly. And so that was really the first um, rhyme, the first stanza that came to me after kind of sitting on top of all the research that I had done about Simone's life. And so that set my direction. <clears throat> Once that came to me, I kind of started creating the other, the other rhyming parts around that, you know, around that same rhythm. Yeah. So I feel like the the rhyme chose me <laughs> in that case. That's beautiful. But, yeah, and I really I do I I think I just um kind of think rhythmically, so I like to boil things down to the essence, you know. And I like to um cuz a lot of times when you're researching um anything, but especially people's lives where they have a lot going on, you know, the fun for me is to to boil it down, to try to make it so that it's really easy to read and easy for a young person to understand. And so I think my, and I just love to rhyme. So it tends to come out that way. And then I roll with it, you know? Where does that come from? Does that come from uh, listening to music, reading poetry, anything like that from childhood? Or is that something yeah. that, that grew in later? I know. I think from when I was very young, I've always loved poetry. Um, I've always loved music. Yeah. Um, but definitely poetry, like reading, reading poetry and writing poetry is something I've done since I f was very little. So I've always loved it. Yeah. I think that, well, let me just call it out. I think that, that people, writers that attend writer conferences hear nonstop how, uh, you should not write in rhyme. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, I know, and right? The, the, the follow-up is always... Uh, you know, there's always books published every year that are in rhyme, mm -hmm. but it's because they're like solid. And when I read this, you are the only author I know, at least that I can come to mind with in the years that I've been thinking about it. Um, you're the only author I know writing biography in rhyme, which then informs me that that means you're being studied because folks that want to write rhyme Mm -hmm. are getting that same treatment that I share with other people. Like, if you want to write rhyme, it has to be as good as these names. And Michelle, you are a name now that I mentioned because you you are doing something new in a space in publishing that hasn't been done before, and you're showing that it's possible. And that's going to open the door for other people to try it. But in that way, I see you paving this new path and you do it really really well you are a standard to rise to thank and you so I, much i, I, I just <laughs> like i'm I, yeah i mean yeah you're welcome thank you thank you and i i think too because you know because i do love to rhyme i think with and it is hard to do it with nonfiction, you know like you're saying that you don't really see picture book biographies typically in rhyme and i think with brave ballerina and with flying high it, it's because the um the subjects are about movement you know yeah that is makes it um easier for me to get away with it <laughs> well, let me let me, you know what I mean? <laughs> let, let me deceive biography writers and just say the other biographies that i've read that are in rhyme i 
unfortunately suspect that the reason why they're in rhyme is so we can read them faster because they have a ton of words. But okay. you are writing a book that that I feel my five-year-old, as she's now starting to pick up sight words, and she can point out on the page when I read this book to her, she can point out the, and she can point out is, and she can point out to. Right. It makes me feel like, oh my word, you're going to read biography books because you're going to be able to, you're attracted to the the prose, the 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 stanzas, the the beautiful poetry that mm-hmm. that you've laid down, but also that you're attracted. My my daughter's attracted to the way you convey the human experience with such a small economy of words and a small economy of pages. So yeah, it's just, I'm, I'm, I really am in awe and um, yeah, keep, keep well, it up for four right. more books, 10 more books in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're down for that, right? You've signed on already. <laughs> yes. We're all for that. Right. Yeah. Yes. Without a doubt. Nice. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I, I think that if we take a step back to, um, I'd love to hear about how you both approached some of of the the tough content in this book because you couldn't just make a book about Simone winning medals and mm-hmm. and what she achieved. She's a young woman mm-hmm. and her story starts early. So talk to me about how you sort of figured out what to include and and how to include it. Yes. Yeah, so and I think, you know, when you're when you're looking at a story and you, you want to give young readers that story arc and to show them, you know, because one of my motivations was to show that Simone did face disappointments and she did face obstacles and there were things that were overcome. And so um, when creating the story, I wanted to be sure to include include those things as well as, you know, all of the the success too. So that's why I thought it was important to really start from the beginning, you know, with her life, showing how her grandparents adopted her and her sister, um, showing that family love right from the beginning and how that thread through the whole entire story, um, that family love was part of what gave her that support that she needed as she as she met various obstacles and when she went on with gym, gymnastics, when there were disappointments, her family was there. So, um, and it was really that family connection was one of the things I was very interested in along with the connection that she had to her coach, Amy Borman, who was very influential throughout her career. Um, and so I wanted to bring to light those different connections, but at the same time, showing that things weren't always smooth sailing. And so I feel like it's important for kids to see that. So I kind of kept that in mind when I was picking out which elements I wanted to highlight, you know, especially thinking about which elements would be most appealing to young children. So I think that's that's really what I had on my mind when I was picking out, you know, which things to focus on and which things to link together. Yeah. I, I like that notion of thinking of the entire of her life so far as an arc, not just and wanting to start at the beginning and show that 
as you're saying, that facing hardship is, is part of what she does and part of where she derives her strength. Um, but also putting such a strong emphasis on family. And you do that as well with with the um, back matter that, that you include, that that information as well. I feel like you just, you've, you've really respected her life and also given, I think, a lot of readers the opportunity to connect with her life and her experiences and see themselves in it. And that's, that's important because we don't always see athletes beyond their age. Mm-hmm. We don't always see them as, as people to connect to, or that we would have connections with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think in, in the back matter, one of, you know, we have this um, really beautiful family photo that a photographer in Houston named Nathan Lindstrom took that photo and, um, and I just love love that that we have that included there in the back matter, you know, just to show kids. It was it's such a nice compliment to Ebony's beautiful illustrations to have the real photo as well. I know it kind and, of is like, hey, everybody, look how good Ebony is because doesn't it look just like the photos? Right. <laughs> right. Sorry, Ebony, <laughs> not to make you blush, <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ebony, I know that as a skilled illustrator, you are already accustomed to thinking of all of your um, illustrations that will go into telling the story and thinking of where you position the camera and how you're you're delighting and engaging the reader's eye. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your thoughtfulness in this book because it has so much to do with with movement and with performance. Was that something you were also thinking of as an arc? Because I, I see that same sort of quality in Simone in the the younger illustration the illustrations of her as a younger child that you've done as well. Yes. Um one of the things that I was really focused on doing in this book is because of the theme of family and it uh, I felt theme is a uh, a same with Brave Ballerina. I wanted to, I guess, mirror the two in a way. So if you look at Brave Ballerina, um, I wanted to show them as a child. I wanted to show them like how even as a kid, they almost, you, you see this spark within them. So it starts with that where you see Simone is just having a good old time at the playground. <laughs> and then you progress and you see different facets of her, you know, when she's sad with her family, playing with her with her brothers and sister and growing up and then you see her change into um, a teenager and she is still immersed in what she loves to do same with Janet Collins and I wanted to show her I wanted to show how I guess how her skills improved too obviously as she aged so definitely the climax of the book is her doing her signature move because throughout the book, I decided to make this the only spread where you see her, you know, in sequence. It's really yes. hard to do that with gymnastics. <laughs> but um, I really wanted to show at least just something with her in the process of moving. Because that is just so profound to me, this particular movement. And, um, yeah, I, I, I put a lot of thought into her poses, her movements similar to her personality, but I, I did want to mirror with um, Brave Ballerina 
with the theme of family. Well, I think that your balance of white space on the page and just doing full bleeds of color to show people in the background to show to just to show everyone around her going between it just being her and a larger context of the world watching I thought was really beautifully done and I also want to just call out that I, I like your attention to the detail in the um the the clothing the attire in this book knowing that you're you're drawing from you know you're making a nonfiction book so so everything has to count in in all of this not just that Michelle is um, paring down her words um, in what she is saying and making sure that that's accurate but also that that the other um, the the details that you work in as well are are accurate and can be studied I think that that all of that is is together what makes this book work so well and I'm I'm just really grateful that this book exists and clearly I don't have all the words out of my mouth yet for how I feel about it, but I'll just therefore keep talking about it forever. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of purple too. I forgot to say that. There's so much purple. um... Why is there purple? Oh yes. Simone Biles loves purple. Loves purple. Yes. Did it for her. (laughs) I sure did. I sure did. I wanted to definitely show her favorite color through this. It was, that was one of the challenges I will say, um, working purple and trying to still have a, a nice color palette to make her stand out. But I'm, I'm in love with it. I hope she likes it too. I hope you like it also. Yes. We (laughs) we all would love it. Yeah. Yeah. I think every, every, Every color story says something. What, what the what the illustrator chooses to use to carry the story through, but but even that you have the crowd sort of awash through this purple lens, as it were, which is what happens when you know there's a spotlight on the person performing and everyone else is in the background. Mm-hmm. But it 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 adds a really nice framing. It's just it's a beautiful book. You you both did a a wonderful job. Uh, I hope that. Uh, this book and Brave Ballerina find lots and lots of readers and that that there are more lives that you both have the opportunity of centering through your work together. I'll, I'll maybe leave it that way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and be giddy for when I find out that maybe that's true. But uh, before that, let me just say once again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for your time, uh, for all you do for our readers, for the many, many ways you are still reaching and connecting with them, even with all of us being safe at home. Thanks for for bringing Simone's life as well as 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 the lives of your readers uh, into focus in this way. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Well, I want to give you a chance, Michelle and Ebony, to speak directly to some of your readers. Um, and, and I'll do it this way. Michelle, I will see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Yes. I want to tell them, follow your dreams, whatever they may be, and to keep reading because reading is fun. Perfect. <laughs> Ebony, I'll ask you the same. I'll see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Yes. Uh, when life, life will definitely throw you curveballs, especially when it's something you love to do or you want to do. But don't give up and persevere. Continue 
going forward because that's when you really start to that's when the magic happens so you know don't lose hope just don't give up that's what I at least when it comes to me as an artist and my work I have to tell myself that all the time and I know it helps me and I think some of the greatest athletes probably would say the same so yeah persevere And that's our show for today. The Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Matthew Winner, in my library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 600 episodes at matthewcwinner.com. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. If you want to help support the show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash matthewcwinner, and your support and contributions will directly support and impact my work here. And as always, writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with your friends through Facebook or Twitter or word of mouth or really any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that is a very good thing indeed. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cosy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.